Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Hey thought thinkers, thank you for tuning in today. Today, I want to try something new. I want to ask you guys to just allow yourself to close your eyes and stand in how you really feel. This is a feel check. I want you to be clear about how you are feeling because living in this world, there is a lot and I mean a lot going on that is not necessarily positive. And I am clear that that experience, that lived experience affects us all in so many ways. And because of that, because of the rat race of life, many of us are continuing on our life journeys without stopping to give ourselves a field check to see how we feel, right? Are you sad? Because all of our feelings are okay, right? Remember the episode, Feel What You Feel? It is okay to feel anything that you are feeling, right? The problems are not the feelings. The problems lie when you try to brush those feelings underneath the rug or you don't admit that you need to go through the feelings, Because every feeling that you have, that you have not dealt with, your body, your mind, it will deal with you. So go on ahead, take a moment and decide how you feel, why you feel, and what you need to do to either continue to feel that way right? Because we always want to make sure that if we are happy, what things make us happy? Because even when we are sad, right? What are some immediate things in our lives that will allow us to get back to happy? That is what I want for you guys, thought thinkers. But in the meantime, if you haven't listened to all the episodes or check, checked out my new website, runonthoughts.com, please feel free to go to my website to listen to our podcast, read our blogs from your favorite platforms. And we're going to be having some new merchandise up and ready by next season. I think last next week will be the last episode of this season. So... If you guys are ready, today's episode, we are going to be exploring this idea of different, not better. And normally I try not to take things from tabloids or anything like that, right? That's one of the reasons why I don't talk about politics or religion because I feel like we have enough division in the world with people with opposing views or views that they don't even understand themselves. So here, I've created a safe space where we can just explore human nature and we talk mostly about ourselves and how to make ourselves better people, if that makes any sense. That's why it is so important 
to unpack, unlearn, relearn. Because the truth of the matter is that it doesn't really matter what's going on in the world if everyone took responsibility for fixing themselves, taking care of their children and families, some of the world's problems would fix itself because if we are better, we can go out into the world as better. So today, one of the things that we are going to unpack, like I said, was different, not better. And it was, I decided, this was influenced by Pusha T's wife. And it was trending on social media, mainly not because of what she said at the front, but what she said at the end. And here, we don't necessarily judge people. We're just going to dissect it and take it apart, right? So she said that she felt like an oddball amongst rapper wives with fake booties, heavy makeup, etc. right? And that is her truth. However, I think that she is a beautiful woman and a woman who is now able, it seems, to stand in her truth. But how she felt is a feeling that many people experience, right? Because most of us are guilty of comparison and pointing out our differences as better or worse. It's a learned behavior. We learn how to even give ourselves compliments while dissing other people or dissing other people and giving ourselves compliments. And we all need to learn to stand in our truth without mentioning anyone. Because I wrote this on social media. True dopeness is sitting in your one of one. And I didn't think she meant harm, especially being in an environment that made her feel like an alien, if that makes sense. How many times have we as human beings gone into a, an environment? Do you guys remember your first day of school? You always feel like an alien because... You don't know who your tribe is going to be. You don't know where you're going to fit in. And that's very important, especially when you're little, because all of this, who are you? You don't really necessarily know who you are. You are traveling the life journey, trying to figure out exactly who you are. But once you become a bigger person, right? You have become influenced by the world, by people, by perception, by magazines, by men, by women, and who you are sometimes may make you feel like you are not enough because the status quo or the they, the they, the them, the etiquette coaches. Now, have any of you ever stopped to ask, who the fuck are they? Who are them? Who are these people that tell you what is right and wrong, that tell you what's in, that tell you what's out? Who are they? I want to know who they are because why would a small group of people get to decide what everyone should do? Well, I know why, right? It's for control. 
It's usually capitalism, but more than anything, it's about control. The less groups there are, the more control people have over those groups. But when people get to be themselves, what happens is that these subdivisions break off and people begin to create more and more and more and more spaces for identity. And then those that see themselves in those other spaces begin to find their tribes. One of the things that happens, and I feel when I'm exploring the concept of different and not better, is that most of the isms, racism, classism, sexism, and most of the others are all things that begin and need for you to feel different and as if you are less than. Someone has decided that your status financially, the color of your skin, your sex, someone has decided that there is a hierarchy and if you are not those things, therefore you are less than. And instead of recognizing that you are simply different, and that it is okay to be different, but if you have grown up in an environment that has taught you that you need to fit in, I hear parents saying, go outside, just fit in. Immigrants come to this country and they tell their children to just fit in. And I don't even think they realize what they're telling them to fit into. Right? But comparison, it's the joy killer. We all know that comparison is the joy killer. And yet we still are marching to the beat of what other people have deemed good enough for us. I'm going to talk about myself. First of all, I stopped watching many reality shows because I don't like to see 40 year old and older women belittling other people simply because usually they have a few more dollars. It sounds ridiculous. But then I realized that those women do that because they need to feel empowered. It reads like insecurity. It doesn't read the way that they think it reads to me. Why do you have to tell anybody that you have more than them and that you have this car and that you live here? Because the truth of the matter is that even if you believe that you are better than someone, then that also must mean that those who have more than you are better than you. And the show must go on and it never, ever, ever, ever stops. Grown ass women who haven't came to a point in their lives when they can rest in their character and that they can be exactly who they are. And for whatever reason, that triggers me. And I believe that the reason why it triggers me is because I have always felt that I have never fit in. And truth be told, I have never tried to fit in. And I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if it's a strength. I don't know if it's a weakness, but I have never ever tried to fit in. And 
Honestly, you guys know that I lost my mom by the time that I was eight, but I'm not sure if I told you guys that even at eight, I could recognize that my mother didn't have a lot of joy while I was on this earth, my sister and I. I can't talk about a life before we were born because I wasn't there and before I was eight because I don't really remember much. But all my little brain can see is that my mom is not happy, right? Trauma in the household, trauma in the family, trauma out in the world. My mother was not happy. And my little brain attributed that to being needing to fit in. You know how people say things like, that's your family. I do not subscribe to that's your family. So you have to let them get away with murder, right? And I think because of my mom passing, something came over me and made it clear to me that happiness, joy, and especially peace are all about living in your actual truth. Now, living in your truth is not easy, right? This entire podcast is about living in your truth. But if you don't know who you are, where do you begin to unpack that? And you always go back to the beginning, to childhood. Just pick a memory or pick something about your life that you do not like about yourself or pick something that you are constantly in a struggle with and then think, sit with it, unpack it. Unpack how your young life influenced where you are now in this life. And then guess what? You get to decide if the behavior, if the ideas, you get to decide if they have power over you. You get to decide whether or not you want to keep traveling on life's journey with it or without it. You get to do with it what you want, right? The past is not necessarily just to remember the good and or the bad, right? It's so that you can unpack it and you can learn lessons and take the tests of life along the journey. Because if the only thing you are doing with the past is looking at it, I am telling you that you are living in a constant state of test taking. And that has got to be exhausting. Because if you are living in a constant state of test taking, well then, you can't get to the next level. And I never mean level where, where I'm talking about money. I'm talking about level of consciousness, of peace, of character, of joy, of being your whole self. But like I said, as a child, I never fit in. I don't know if my cousins will admit this, but they were the cool kids and I simply wasn't cute. Cute, I'm cute. I simply wasn't cool. And I wasn't cute either at the time, right? That took years until my 30s to figure out who I am. 
but they were the cool kids. I wanted to sit on the curb and read a book or find some friends around the corner who wanted to look at bugs or do something constructive or play school or this and that. And I loved them, but I didn't fit in. And then after my mom passed away and I moved in with my aunt, there weren't as many people for me to hang with. So I didn't necessarily have to fit in, but when I went to school, I didn't fit in. At first, I'm going to tell you guys the truth. I went to an all-black high school, and I did not fit in. Once again, I am not a cool kid. Once again, my idea of fun is reading and learning and projects and exploration. And for the most part back then, that was not the kids in that school. Once I was transferred because I had a fight, somebody tried to steal from me and my sister had to come up there and be her whole self. And you know another thing? That is one of the reasons why I don't judge people because no matter who people are, we need different types of people in our lives on this life journey. So who the hell are you to judge people when I am telling you how you judge is how you will be judged or you will need one of them people that you judged. So fall back. So after that fight, I was transferred to a predominantly white school. And at first I didn't want to go because when you're a young black girl living in an urban community, that is not what you see on a daily basis. And because of TV, I thought that it was going to be racist and I thought that they were going to try to make me feel less than. And I had already prepared myself with speeches to be like, I am not less than. So when I got there, on the first day, the first thing that I saw was this little white boy. He had a skateboard. His hair was all colorful, and it was like spiked up like in a mohawk, and he had all these colors spray painted in his hair, and I just looked at him in awe. At first, I was like, oh my God, white people are crazy. And then I was like, I'm crazy too. And I walked up to him, and I said, hey, how did you get your hair like that? And he was like, I, I got gel and I sprayed with this, that, and the third. And I knew that I couldn't do the mohawk because I'm black and I got black hair. But I went to the beauty supply store. I picked up all these cans of spray, um, colored spray paint for your hair. I went home. Back then, black girls were wearing something called freeze curls. That's when you sprayed your hair with hairspray and you took the curling on and you and you made a tight little curl. And then after I did that, I would spray my hair with all these different colors and I would just go to school. So you know, I didn't fit in. Even my best friend, Christine, she is part of the cool kids, right? But she didn't fit in either because even though she's part of the cool kids, she's more Martha Stewart than cool kid. So I think the juxtaposition of us not fitting in the companies and the groups that we look like we fit in, I think that that is one of the things that made us so close in the early stages of our friendship. So now I'm here as a black girl. My aunt was very strict. So things like going to class and getting good grades and being part of the honor society, those were deal breakers. 
right? Those words, I cannot break those deals. And the truth of the matter is that I am happy about it now because even when I had a fight at the other school, because it was my first fight and because the judge recognized that I was in the Spanish Honor Society, I was in the regular Honor Society, I had built robots at this point, because of that, the judge was like, why is this child here? And because of that, I did not get in greater trouble like those whose grades are not good. I hate to tell people this, that, but a lot of times when you and, and or your family don't believe in you, others don't believe in you. One of the reasons why my sister and I had shiny ponytails with ribbons and barrettes and fancy socks is because my aunt taught me that you have to send your children out into the world looking a certain way because you want people to perception of them to be that they are cared for. And so that if you harm them, someone is coming behind them to confront you. Right? So because I got good grades, because I was a good student, because I quote unquote spoke well, my punishment wasn't the same as someone who looked like they were going to still be lost in the system if that made any sense. So here I am in Bayside. That's where I went, Bayside, Queens every day on the bus for an hour. Now, there were other black children there, but they this must have been when busing was happening, right? Because we were a small group of black kids who came from all over New York City and they shipped us all to Bayside. And some were cool, some were on the football team, some were nerds, some were, it, there was a variant of all different types of black kids. And honestly, I really needed to see that. In the other school, it's like we, the, the, the larger groups, they were still the cool kids. They were still the breakdowns of what other schools have. But here, because we were such a small group, we all stuck together. But we stuck together in our differences. And that was the beauty of those relationships. Many of us are still close to this day because when you are in small numbers, our group had to stay together. And because we had to stay together, we allowed each of us to be ourselves. No one had to conform to anything. And that was the beauty for me, right? Because I dated someone on the football team and the basketball team, and I was a cheerleader. Well, we wasn't cheerleaders. The cheerleaders were all white. I never wanted to say this before, but we started a group of boosters, and what that means is that we were louder, but I made the booster team more like um, a step team, and I fought so that we could be at games. So we had that. Like, I'm a fighter. I'm not going to let whatever's going on stop me from being who I am because someone has decided that the status quo is what it is. I don't give a damn about your status quo. Oh, and people say, why do we need change? Or I liked it before. There are a whole lot of things from the past that people would prefer. But that doesn't mean that it serves people, right? When women say, oh, let's not make change, you couldn't even vote 
or have a bank account or have agency over your own body, but yet you want to go back to the past. Be very clear when you are asking people to not change that you are also asking others to accept the fact that you need to be comfortable while they are uncomfortable. And if more people cared more about who they are, they would care less about who other people. I had that conversation with my sissy, my older sister, Karen, and we talk about it all the time. The more comfortable you become with yourself, the less you care how other people are choosing to be in the world. I don't have to agree with people. I don't even have to understand as long as who they are trying to be doesn't inherently affect who I am. I don't give a damn. I am not better than. They are not better than. We are simply different. Different. There are so many times in life that I see kids, they are Poor kids, how the hell are y'all poor children going to school with three, four, five hundred dollar phones and sneakers and got the nerve to be talking down to those who can't get that as if collectively you are all not po? That's some sick shit. And that lets me know that there is a structure in place, right? Because it is built on in security. Those children know that they are poor because the world won't let them not know that they are poor, right? And they simply just need to feel like they are better than someone because this construct, the social construct of the world is based in making people feel like some of us are better and some of us are worse. That is the construct. It does it every single solitary day. Even people, if you need a fancy car and you don't even like the fancy car, but you need and want the fancy car simply because the car costs a lot of money, that says something more about you and that you have been conditioned and that you have fell into this place of this is I have arrived. And the question is, arrived where? Where have you arrived? It's just things. The only thing that money should really allow you to do is have the freedom to be who you really are. Not the freedom to be who those people say you should be or have some overpriced clothing and bags that rip apart anyway. Because me too, I thought as I started making more money that I wanted luxury bags and then I had a luxury bag and the strap broke and I had to get the strap fixed and then the strap broke again and they wouldn't fix the strap. And I was like, you know what? I'm going over here to buy me a different kind of bag. And that day I decided that I don't need no more luxury bags at all. The same bag is down to the Marshalls. But I felt good with the luxury bag. I am not going to lie to you. And then one day I said to myself, why do you feel better? What is this bag triggering? First, I felt like the bag was triggering the fact that I worked hard or that people loved me and these people had money. And what the fuck does that mean? 
but it's socially conditioned, right? I need to unpack that. I need to unpack that I was a poor little girl who didn't have anything. And then when I moved into my aunt, we were still poor, but my aunt worked really hard to make sure that we had things, but also no financial structure. So one of the reasons why I save is because I believe that when you have a broken childhood, there are things that shift who you are. And one of those things that shifts who I am is that when I became a young mother, I recognized that I was on my own. And because I was going to be on my own, mostly financially, I also understood that I needed to save money. I also got that from my son's grandmother who let me know early on that it doesn't matter what you are doing or how much you have, $5, $10, put it to the side. And because of that, I save. But I think growing up, I started to believe that the more I got, the better I am. And the truth is, the more I got, the more I got. That's it. It does not make you better. Just because you have blue eyes and that person has brown eyes, your blue eyes are not better. Who is the they, the them, and the society that decided that? Just because you have no lips, your lips are not better. Or even if you have large lips, your lips are not better. We are different. This idea of people running around telling people how to look based on what they have decided it looks good is some sick shit. Just because you have long legs and no butt doesn't make you less beautiful than the person who has thick thighs and a big old butt. That was for me because I have the long legs and the no butt. But yet, I have no desire to get a big old butt. I've never had a problem uh, attracting the opposite sex. And the truth of the matter is that I'm just out in the world living and part of the attraction to me, I am clear, it is because I am always living in my truth. And those who know me will tell you that I can come across arrogant at times because I have very, I am very clear about who I am, what I am, what I want, what I'm willing to say yes to, and what I'm willing to say no to. And because of that, at first when you meet me, you don't know what to do with that. Quickly, you will find out. Ask my sister, ask my friends, you can ask Donna. I actually want people to feel this way about themselves. Now I ain't gonna lie, it comes with some heartaches. One of my really good sissies at work, Donna, she, early on when we started working together, because we worked together now going on 21 years, when she first came into the office, she was this self-assured Italian white woman with, uh, she had on um, capris, some wedges, and a white shirt. And she taught me to believe in myself. I don't know if she knows this, but as a black woman, you are taught by the world to be grateful for nothing. And although I am grateful for everything and therefore nothing, I was raised in an environment that if you get a decent job, just be happy. If you get a piece of man, just be happy. And Donna taught me that it was okay to ask for more, to need more, to want more. It, it was okay. And that's what she gave me. And in return, I recognized that although 
she believed that she deserved everything, she also played into the role of it's the right thing to do. And my question became, who said? Who said it's the right thing to do? Who said it's the right thing to do to lay on the floor and let people walk all over you? Who said it's the right thing to do? Where did this right thing to do list come from that you are following? Years of us arguing back and forth about her being the doormat. And one day she decided that she was no longer going to be the doormat. And what a hell that was for me. Because now the me that I am is the me that she is. And we have morphed into some crazy foolishness of women who are not about that shit. Do you know what I'm saying? So I want to make it clear that we are living in experiences where we are different. Different culturally. We look different. We have different needs. We have different desires. All of these boxes, these limited boxes are why people are walking around aimlessly in mental anguish because they are feeling like they need to fit into what already exists. That they need to fit into the construct that is already there. And the truth is you don't need to fit into shit. You simply need to look in the mirror and you know those things your gut is telling you those things that you are trying to be that you are not because let me tell you something about the midnight hour in the midnight hour that is where you are reintroduced to you and if you are out in the world lying about who you are i am telling you that your soul will be heavy because you know that you got to unpack and some of you are afraid and I understand it is scary to be yourself and you know something else it is not easy to be yourself in a world that picks sides so there you are just standing in the middle feeling seen and naked and like the world can come down on you hard but stand in it I am telling you that the joy that comes from standing in your own convictions, because I don't even believe that you can be a good person if you give a fuck what other people think. Because other people are not necessarily good. So if you care what bad people think, then how are you living in your truth? How are you living in the truth that was designed for you? You can't even live in your purpose if you care what other people think. You are constantly willing to be sad for the sake of other people? Get the fuck out of here. We don't got to do that no more. You can be your whole self and I know. And guess what? Some of your whole selves are not even good people. Right? But you can't even try to be a better person if you're not living in the true self that is your original self. Right? We got to get down to the basics. We got to get down to the foundation and build ourselves up. People, ladies and gentlemen, I am here to tell you, especially all of you that think you are better. I know in the midnight hour, you know, you're not better. That is a veil. That is a mask that you wear because in truth, you know that you are a fraud. And in truth, you know that you don't think that you better. Because what decides better? It's kind of like perfection. What makes that determination? So for all of you that want to be 
bare-faced and natural hair, you are beautiful. To all of you who want to get enhancements and do that, you too are beautiful. It's different. Just because I went and do something does not mean that I get to have a judgment call about what it is. Right? Because just because society says that one thing makes you insecure does not mean that the other person who is not doing that is also not insecure. It is your perception, right? It's kind of like people who judge people who they believe are overweight. They must be unhappy. They must be this. Or if somebody loves them, they must be using them. That is your perception. And that is about how you would feel about you because of the society and what they have told you you should be. But another thing. What the fuck does it have to do with you in the first place? Why are you so consumed with what other people do or look like in the first place? And I am here to tell you why. Because you have been brainwashed to believe that in order to exist, you must constantly be gazing out in the world and you must constantly be looking to identify and break down and build up others in order to break down and build up yourself. It is how the universe, the world, the they, the them, whoever the fuck these power structures are, keep you under their thumb. And if you want real freedom, recognize that you are great just as you are, but great does not even mean better. It is still different, unique, one of one. I'm tired of talking to you guys. Bye.